Hey, this is Matthew Lilly. Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. We need God's power. We need His help. If we want to pray, if we want to worship, if we want to do ministry, if we want to live righteously, we need help from God. And we receive that help from the power that comes from the Holy Spirit. I want to talk today about being baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm excited to give this Bible teaching today. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Before I dive into today's teaching, if you're new to this podcast, welcome. The Presence Pioneers podcast exists to help you and your community experience and host the presence of God because we believe God's presence changes everything. We want to help you worship and pray night and day. We believe Jesus is worthy of our worship, and we want to help you if you're intercessor, a worshiper, a lover of Jesus, a leader uh, in a praying church or a house of prayer or a campus prayer group or a worship and burn furnace. We want to help you experience more of God's presence. And so I hope this is just fuel for the fire for you. Look, if you're new, please subscribe. We're on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're tuning in, please hit subscribe, join with us. You can also go to our website at presencepioneers.org. And up there on our website, you can subscribe via email, which is my personal favorite, so you never miss an episode. And you can find all the previous episodes up there, information about our ministry. You can donate to support us if you'd like to do that as well. Thank you so much again for tuning in with us today. Okay, well, look, let's dive in to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I've been reading some Pentecostal history, guys, and so I'm fired up about the need for the power of the Holy Spirit, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is a biblical teaching, and I want to I'm going to go through a lot of Scripture. So just hang tight. Be ready to go. It might go a little long today, but I think it's so important for us, specifically when it comes to this issue of worshiping and praying. And I'm going to give you some Scripture on this, that we need the Holy Spirit if we want to be faithful in our ministry to the Lord and hosting God's presence in day and night worship and prayer. Ephesians 5, 18, 19 says, be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And I'm going to come back to that verse later on in the teaching. One chapter later in Ephesians 6, 18, it says, praying all times in the Spirit. So 5, 18 says, fill with the Spirit so we can sing and worship. 6, 18 says, we need the Spirit to pray. 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, what am I to do? I'll pray with my spirit, but I'll pray with my mind. I will sing in the spirit and sing with my mind. Jude 1, 20 says, believers, building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. So you see this connection in the scriptures with the Holy Spirit empowering us to worship and to pray as we should. So when we get saved, We receive the Spirit, the indwelling Holy Spirit of God. But I believe the Bible teaches that we need to be filled with the Spirit or baptized with the Holy Spirit of God. This is something that happens in addition to salvation, and it's an ongoing experience, I believe, where we are filled and baptized and constantly 
refreshed by the power of the Holy Spirit. But many times we don't even ask, we don't even know uh, how to receive it. And so that's what I want to help us with tonight. And if you're a leader, I hope that you'll take this teaching and pass it on to your communities and see a greater measure of the Holy Spirit's power and activity in the communities that you're a part of. So let's look at a couple of examples in the scriptures where you see the baptism of the Holy Spirit happening after people are already born of the Spirit or they're already saved. We're going to start with the disciples of Jesus. After Jesus is resurrected and he's about to ascend to heaven, there's a couple of interesting things that happen. In John chapter 20, verse 22, it says, when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So this is very interesting. Jesus is resurrected and he comes to his disciples. He's giving them some instructions. And then it says he breathes on them, receive the Holy Spirit. But wait, because in Luke 24, 49, Jesus, before he's ascended, says, Behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. And what we're going to see here in Acts chapter 1 is that that clothed with power from on high is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So my question here is, why did Jesus breathe on them to receive the Holy Spirit, but said to also wait for the Holy Spirit? Did they receive the Holy Spirit or did they not? Acts chapter 1 verses four and five. Again, I told you, I'm going to go through a lot of scripture today, so so bear with me. While staying there, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So the book of Luke, chapter 24, talks about how Jesus said to wait until they were clothed with power from on high. Luke, again, writing in Acts chapter 1, re-emphasizes it, but this time he calls that clothed with power from on high, baptizing in the Holy Spirit. And of course, that's what happened uh, at the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. So in John, Jesus breathed upon them. I believe this is Uh, symbolic of us, and it wasn't symbolic for them because they, of course, did receive the Holy Spirit just as we do when we come to Christ. When we put our faith in Jesus at salvation, we receive a deposit of the Holy Spirit inside of us, indwelling Spirit of God in us. And I believe that's what's happening in John 20, 22, because they couldn't be Christians yet because Jesus hadn't resurrected yet, even though they had faith. So now that he was resurrected, he could breathe in them to receive the Spirit of God, just as we do at the time of salvation. But even though they had received that Spirit of God in John 20, 22, they still were instructed to wait for the power of God, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which was going to come at Pentecost. So it's very clearly two different things for two different purposes here that Jesus is giving them. Now, in Acts chapter 2, of course, this is the story of Pentecost when God pours out the Holy Spirit on the church. It says, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. Suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. It filled the house where they were sitting. Divided tongues of fire appeared on them and rested each one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. So there's another way of saying it. You have clothed with power. You have baptized in the Holy Spirit. You have filled with the Spirit. And it says they begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So you see here with the disciples, two separate 
unique and distinct encounters with the Holy Spirit after Jesus was resurrected. Acts chapter 8, there's a couple of other great examples in the book of Acts. In Acts chapter 8, uh, Philip comes to Samaria, and he's with the Samaritans, and in verse 12, it says this, it says, they believed Philip as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, and they were baptized both men and women. Okay, so th- that's pretty clear. They believed, they were baptized, they were Christians, they were believers, they were followers of Jesus at that point in verse 12. Now, verse 14 It says, when the apostles at Jerusalem heard Samaria had received the word of God, they sent to them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for he had not yet fallen on any of them yet. So they believed, they were were saved, they received the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, which happens at salvation, but it says the Spirit of God had not fallen on them yet. They had been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. They had been baptized in water. But then it says, they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. They were baptized in water, but they were not baptized in the Holy Spirit, which happened after they believed. All right. So the Samaritans are an example. The Ephesians are an example. In Acts chapter 19, uh, says this in verse one, said, uh, there he found some disciples and he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Now that's a pretty stunning question. If we believe that you get the Holy Spirit when you believe, what did he mean when he says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? Okay, so obviously you don't receive the Holy Spirit in the way he's referring to when you believe. There's something else that we can receive. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit that God wants to empower his church with, not just the witness of his Spirit in our hearts, but the the baptizing of us with his power so that we can do the ministry that God's called us to do and live rightly before him. So a couple verses down, still in Acts chapter 19, says, on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying, okay? So they believed, but he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit? No, so he, he laid his hands on them they received the the power of God. They began to speak in tongues and to prophesy. Now, Jesus, as the final example here, Jesus was born of the Spirit, right? He was literally conceived by the Holy Spirit in Mary, Matthew 1, 18. Jesus didn't have to be born again, right? Because he never sinned. So we have to be born again. And when we are born again, we we are born of the Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus didn't have to be born again because he was born of the Spirit and he was holy and perfect and righteous. He never fell into sin. Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org 
or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. So Jesus from birth was born of the Holy Spirit and had the Spirit of God in him. Uh, He was, you know, God, (laughs) is God. And so Jesus was born. That's why he and John the Baptist, when they were babies in the womb, John the Baptist reacted to Jesus because he was born of the Spirit and was not born into sin at all like we are. And so Jesus didn't have to get saved. He was already, quote unquote, saved, right? He was already born of the Spirit. But in Matthew chapter 3, we know Jesus was baptized in water by John the Baptist, right? And what happened when he was baptized in water? It says, when he was baptized, Matthew 3, 16, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. So he was born of the Spirit from the inside out. Jesus was filled with the Spirit, but the Spirit of God came on him. Even Jesus Christ was receiving the Holy Spirit on him as a man, as as an example to us that we need to receive the power of the Holy Spirit and be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So I hope you're beginning to see clearly in the Scriptures that there's something after we are saved where, where the Holy Spirit wants to continue to baptize us, to fill us, to empower us with his presence and his power coming upon us uh, and enabling us, empowering us, and doing us with, with his spirit, with his presence in order to do all that God's called us to do. So what are a couple of the results you see here as people are baptized in the Holy Spirit? You see boldness to do ministry. You see that at Pentecost where Peter was emboldened to preach the gospel You see it later if you go back and look in Acts chapter 4. Those same believers were baptized again, filled again with the Holy Spirit, and and they began to preach the Word of God with boldness, it says, in Acts chapter 4. You see the gifts of the Spirit. You see these supernatural empowerments, especially the gift of tongues. Now, there's at least one story in Acts where it doesn't mention believers speaking in tongues when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, classic Pentecostalism teaches that Speaking in tongues is the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't know if you can go that far biblically and say that that's true, but I think you see a clear connection in the scriptures of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And then at least in one case, they were also prophesying as well when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. But you definitely see a connection between supernatural empowerment and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The other thing you see is assurance of sonship and identity. Jesus received this uh, when he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. The Father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And we receive that. The the Bible calls it the spirit of adoption in Romans chapter 8. And then you see this supernatural empowerment to worship and to pray, which, you know, the verses I read at the beginning 
of this teaching, and we'll come back to one of those right now. Ephesians 5.18 says, be filled with the Spirit, singing to one another psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So the, the filling of the Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit empowers us to worship and to pray. And so I know many of us are longing to see day and night worship and prayer, extravagant worship and prayer, hours and hours of ministry to the Lord. We want to see houses of prayer and burn furnaces and, and prayer communities on college campuses. And we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to fill us. We need the Spirit of God, the fire of God on us, in us, around us, empowering us to do this. We cannot just do it with the latest method and style. We can't just do it because we figured out a new prayer model or method or we do harp and bowl or we read the books or we went to the conferences. We need God's Spirit to come upon us and empower us supernaturally to do this. And I hope that even today that we would receive His Spirit in a fresh way. Now, some people would say the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just a one-time event. Uh, I, I think biblically you can see it being an ongoing event or at least a multiple time event that can happen. Uh, in Acts chapter 2, you know, Peter's filled with the Spirit. But then in Acts chapter 4, those same disciples are filled with the Spirit again. And, and so you see the same disciples are baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit multiple times. And each time they're re-empowered, so to speak, for ministry to do what God's called them to do. They get boldness or they get a new gift or a fresh endowment of power from God to do what they're called to do. And that verse in Ephesians 5.18 that talks about being filled with the Spirit so that we sing really confirms that. The, the Greek word that Paul uses about being filled with the Spirit so that we would sing, it's in the present progressive tense, which basically means uh, there's no English way of translating it that, that's proper English, but it was it would mean be being filled with the Spirit, be being filled. So it's this ongoing, continuous filling of the presence of God. In other words, continue to be filled with the Spirit in an ongoing way that you could sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, that you can worship, that you can do ministry. And so I believe the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is something that we should be seeking constantly. And, and it seems like for a lot of people, there's sort of a an initial baptism that's that's a lot of times it's a special event in people's lives. Many times they speak in tongues for the first time or they receive special gifts. But I don't believe we just need to look back at something that happened at an event or a moment that we had with God years ago. I believe God wants the Holy Spirit constantly baptizing us, filling us with his presence and his power so that we can do all that God's called us to do. All right, so the purpose, again, of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is power. He wants to empower us to know who we are, to give us identity. He wants to give us power to, to be bold in the proclamation of the gospel, bold in our love to one another and to the lost, and to give us supernatural gifts, supernatural grace, so that we can worship and pray, minister to God, and minister to others. So I want to encourage you, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I want to ask you, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? That was the question that was asked, right, in Ephesus. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So that's what I want to ask you today. Uh, are you due for a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit? Maybe you've, you speak in tongues, maybe you prophesy, maybe you do ministry, but God wants to fill you with His Holy Spirit. And if you don't speak in tongues and prophesy and use the gifts of the Holy Spirit, pursue them. The Bible says to pursue the gifts of the Spirit, 
pursue the baptism of the Holy Spirit, ask God for it, receive it, have someone who speaks in tongues lay hands on you, pray for you. Many times that's how you see the baptism of the Holy Spirit happening is when people lay hands on someone else and God moves through them to baptize them in the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to pray for you today, but I want to encourage you to pursue this in your private time with the Lord. Find a friend that's filled with the Spirit. Ask them to pray for you. Find someone else. Teach on this. Talk about it. And let's see the Holy Spirit move in power like we never have before. God, right now in Jesus' name, anybody that listens to this teaching, release your Spirit and your power even through the audio, through the video. God, endue your church with power from on high. In Jesus' name, release your power, God. Pour out your spirit on those who are listening today. Give them grace. Give them boldness. Release the gifts of the spirit. Release the gift of tongues that they could pray in the spirit. Release the gift of prophecy that they could speak your word. God, release boldness. Release identity, assurance that these are your sons and your daughters and that you love them, God. Pour out your spirit on all who listen to this. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, I hope that was helpful for you. I know we flew through some scripture there, uh, but I wanted to get this out to you. I think it's so important, and I wanted to give you just a clear biblical picture in the New Testament of this idea. Look, if this was a helpful teaching to you or you enjoyed it, would you please share this on social media or pass it off to your friends? Uh, help us get this podcast around. Uh, I, I believe that God's using it in mighty ways to help people, to encourage people to see day and night worship and prayer grow and expand and be strengthened all over the world, really, in multiple nations. So please share this. If you're on YouTube, give it a little thumbs up. If you're on Apple, if you can give us a rating or a review, all those things help boost the algorithm so more people encounter these teachings and these podcasts and these interviews, and more people are strengthened, more people pray, Jesus is glorified, and that's what we want. Thank you guys again for tuning in today. Don't forget, God's presence changes everything. Mm -hmm.